1: Welcome back for another edition of the 1215 Club. We're joined by all your favorite backroom guys. We got Eric the Big German, yep. Marvin the Prince, Tyler the Moderator, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. I'm Ario here in the mic. We're joined by another one of our very, very special backroom guys. One of our favorites, Alan the IT Guy. Yay.
3: We should play a sound effect there. <laughs> you
1: might want
4: to preface that I'm the original. Backroom guy, am I not? You are.
1: You're the elder statesman of everybody, aren't you?
4: Uh, yeah.
1: The original BRG, Alan, that, DiT guy. That would be me. So this week we're going to re- recap a bunch of things that happened on the show. Uh, Tyler was hanging out with DP on Tuesday night. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of Dan's competitive spirit. Yesterday after the show we had a little uh, throw-off with him. We'll get into that a little bit. But I want to start with you, Alan. Alan prepares, so if you guys don't know by now, Alan prepares our meet Friday, every Friday. Alan, what goes into that? When does this process begin that you start preparing Meat Friday for the boys?
4: Um, Probably about Tuesday I start thinking about what I'm going to make. And it's really just kind of what I'm in the mood for. If somebody said something during the week that they're in the mood for, like uh, Eric, the big German over here, specifically said he wanted the uh, Vietnamese wings that I'd made. I didn't ask. I demanded. He did demand. (laughs) Uh, And he got them. Uh, It doesn't really take much. It's, It's hard to keep things fresh. I mean, you do see sometimes we do repeats, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the Italian beef, beef sandwiches. <laughs> that was a big hit. Yeah.
3: That was Alan's nickname in uh, high school. <laughs> or
4: <something>. Fun fact. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Um, yeah, so it starts about Tuesday, and then uh, once I figure out what I'm gonna get, uh, it depends if it's something that's gotta marinate overnight. I, I try to do the shopping on Wednesday and start preparing uh, Thursday after the show. Do you ever get any pushback from the guys uh, or do you even tell them what you're preparing? Rarely, okay. rarely. Uh, but no, they uh, no. I've never had any pushback. And of course, I mean, they're on the air, so they have to say everything is delicious. <laughs> yeah. I And mean, whether it, that's it not tastes true. like garbage or not, <laughs> they
3: that's not true. You, you've gotten some th- some health. You want some healthier options. Uh, going back to the old studio it was a little more vocal. Okay. By some. Yeah. Too uh, too many carbohydrates. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the that. fad.
4: Yeah.
1: Who was it? This is- Oh
3: let, yeah, let, let's.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've had the carbohydrate uh, comments come up once or twice. So you've tried to healthy it up a little bit? Now, no, no, <laughs> no. Okay, no, not at all.
1: Asking for a friend. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's supposed to be
4: behind the scenes. Al, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's your favorite thing that you've
4: prepared here? Uh, oh boy, Cajun wings. Right now, I I have a hard time picking because. Uh, It's just like asking, what is your favorite meal? For me, it changes week to week what I like to eat. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. Um, I don't know, I I don't have anything specific. Uh, I guess maybe uh, like fajita steaks. I I, I love making, uh, uh, yeah, Go, go ahead.
0: While we're on the topic, I put in a request for frog legs. For some reason, they've been on my mind a lot lately. So I figure while I have you while I have you here, I'll throw that one in the mix. That's actually the only reason we brought you in because yeah, Dylan can, said he wanted to you. You can leave you. now. I just wanted to ask you that frog
4: legs, huh,
1: <laughs> Alan? How, how did you get the a, role as uh, even the, the the chef, or you know, the person that cooks Traeger meat Fridays? Because um, I mean, you've always been you've been the IT guy for years and years and years at this point. How did you you know transition into that role of the IT chef?
4: I guess when they started with Traeger, we uh Well,
3: the, remember it was it was the Meat Club at first. It was the yeah. meat yeah. club, uh, but it, it was
4: still Traeger, though, right? It, Traeger, Traeger was there. Had
3: come on. And we were
4: just doing sausages. Well, uh, yeah. To be quite honest, Tyler did a lot of it in the beginning. Yeah, we had
1: the small grill, it was
3: out on the uh, little deck that yeah, we had on the landing. Yeah. Um Tyler definitely did the dishes. You remember, you remember <laughs> oh, uh, we would have to do the dishes
4: days. in a bathroom sink, and I'm talking a small bathroom <laughs> sink. That old studio was a was a, a fascinating thing. Like what we had to accomplish with what we had was an amazing <laughs> yeah. amazing thing to, to to behold. Yeah,
3: I always say like you know Marvin and Dylan, who they they've seen the old studio but never really had to work in the old studio. You guys don't know how much better things are here. Like Dylan, who has to do the dishes now, and sometimes laments that like, oh no, I had to scrub one pot because someone didn't put it in. I'm like, and I feel for him, and like he shouldn't necessarily have to do that, but you know what, like... Try doing it in a bathroom sink. Yeah, the bathroom sink, and we were doing... Sometimes I would say we were doing bigger spreads at the old studio. We were doing... Yeah, sometimes, because we had
4: that giant uh, football field table (laughs) that I had to fill up, so I did some giant spreads, and our kitchen consisted of a, you know, a well, three foot at counter. First it was nothing. Right, it was and then, nothing, and then, and then we built the the, the the three foot counter. Yeah, and, and we had the six foot folding table on on dance
1: side. Oh, the counter yeah, outside. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, I yeah. think
4: you were there, Tyler. Right when I was making chili, and the and the table broke. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it broke, but we didn't have it locked, and the chili hit the ground, and. That was the...
3: flat uh, Unfortunately, there was no penny to pick it up. Uh, yeah, uh, No, the, I just put it back in. I served the guys. That was your with, best batch. <laughs> the problem with the old uh, Studio 2 was when you would fold out the folding table, you could no longer go out one of the exits. That was it. Right. And, nor could you even... Sometimes you couldn't get into the second bathroom. And so, we would have guests come in, right. and they would
4: come in through that back door, and we would have to, you know, excuse the the food so that the people could get through. Do you remember when we had Goodness the?
3: Um, I think it was the Admiral of the U.S. Navy. Oh my God! Yeah,
1: and they had to come in and they had to search the whole place the day before. Yeah,
3: but then we we were doing a bathroom renovation at the time. Remember? Right. So there was like. No, but there was like a toilet in the middle of, and I think you could see to the next floor. And he's like, I need to use a bathroom." we were like, well, this is what we got for you, man. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, those were the days, as they say. Dylan, you have your hand up for a little
0: bit. Um, Well, like one, obviously that old studio is before my time. But like one of the things I noticed was like when we're going over there to move stuff one time, it was after meet Friday. And not only is it a, was a bathroom sink, but it's like a pedestal sink. So, there's no, no like vanity or anything. Nothing, nothing, so, it's like no. all this stuff is just thrown in the sink.
4: Definitely not a good situation. Yeah. D- I Dil-
0: thought that was funny.
1: Dylan, as somebody who's done uh, dishes and that, you're living a very luxurious life here. Mm-hmm. You should be um,
4: thrilled to do dishes. You
3: should. Well, you
0: should Mario, if it's happy. thrilling, you can hop on whenever you want. I think I got a couple other that newsletter to do. i do some yeah, others.
3: Oh, I got a tweet. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> Ty, what do you got? I just had sort of an off-topic question for you, Al. I wondered how uh, Dan Patrick's show party, Ch- Alan's chicken came about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so let, let's explain that. So every year we do the uh, Dan Patrick show throws his Christmas party where all the guys get together, a bunch of his friends. It's a big, extravagant. We have Chad Ward, Trigger, uh, Chef, Pitmaster comes and he cooks for us (laughs) and one year there was a teriyaki chicken that was a huge hit at this party (laughs) alan you can take it from there
4: yeah it's eric eric the big germans chicken i mean it is what it is i will call it what it's uh, now now granted let's you know i apologize but let's you know you call it what it's it's one ingredient does not necessarily make for a recipe but it's okay it's okay i'm not i'm being fair it's it's nothing like i don't think eric is is trying to you know Fall on that as being the the greatest thing he's oh, ever no, made. that's my either. biggest accomplishment in life. <laughs> but the but with that being said, the teriyaki chicken is something to behold. I mean, we, we had Chad Ward there who was making some amazing tri tip <laughs> one year and <laughs> burn ends and burn ends one year. Yeah. Yet the teriyaki chicken is the best thing on the menu every year without fail.
1: Yeah, it's always a big rave, Eric.
3: Yeah. So year one, if you'll remember the relationship with Traeger was still pretty new. And uh, so Chad reaches out to me, I don't know, mid November. And he's like, I think we want to do, I'm going to come up and cook for Dan's party. And he goes, "Uh, we're going to do whole hog. That's what Susan wants to do. Whole hog. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So (laughs) I'm the pig barbecue, by the way, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So he's like, yeah. He's like, do you mind if I stay with you? And I was like, Okay, no problem. Now, at the time, I lived in a really small house, uh, and it was it's like one and a half bedrooms. and Chad and I are not small people. Good and good. at the time, the, my wife now, girlfriend at the time lived with me as well. so I was like, all right, cool.
1: Were you guys friends? like because you, you guys are good friends. Were you guys friends back then, like to the level you are now?
3: That was kind of the starting stages. I mean, we're going back four or five years, four, I think four years now. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You guys were buddies, but that
3: definitely yeah. uh, cemented it. So, so, real quick story. So, all right. So, uh, so, so we're supposed to get these uh, pigs delivered to my house. They're supposed to come on Thursday. They're frozen so that they can thaw out and then we can cook them on Friday. So it's Thursday. Nothing shows. I'm like, hey, bud, uh, no no pigs yet he's like okay cool so we actually had tyler the moderator go to my house and wait because it was meat friday so we still had to cook on the show and alan i we would back in the day we would cook together a lot of times and um tyler would would be there normally but i was like tyler stay at the house because it was a signature required so you sit there's tyler sitting at the house you know he's like 10 a.m hey nothing yet 11 a.m nothing hey blah. blah. so i get home from work at i don't know four or five o'clock still no pigs so i'm like okay so they get there at like six o'clock and they're frozen rock solid. It's six o'clock Friday night. And these pigs are supposed to be served at Dan Patrick's Christmas party at 4 p.m. the next day. And they have to cook for like 12 hours. So so I'm like, hey, Chad, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. He was supposed to have been there at like three o'clock. It's six. He's all late. So long story short, he's like, hey, take the pigs, put them in the bathtub. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I take the pigs, and, and I, hilarity ensues. So I take the pigs, put it, put them in the bathtub. I'm kind of creeped out by it a little bit, but I'm like, whatever. Chad gets there. We have a couple drinks. I'm like, hey, let's go have dinner. So we go to a restaurant. Now, my girlfriend, who was not supposed to be coming home until like midnight or something because she was working, <laughs> gets out of work early, and so she gets home. There's only one bathroom in the house. She goes into the bathroom, uses the bathroom, washes her hands, turns around, and sees two pigs in the bathtub. <laughs> and I must tell you, uh, we show that picture often. It's uh, it was quite a quite a scene, and uh, luckily the pigs were good. And, uh, yeah, so that was the year one. And we've done the chicken to, to kind of bring it back home. We've done the chicken every year. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny for me, too, because, uh, and I'm not complaining anyway, but I'm the only one with a pickup truck here. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul has one now, but I'm the only one with a pickup truck from oh. the BRGs. And so up until this year, it was like, it, it was my job to go to everybody's house who had a Traeger, and pick, pick them up, pick up <laughs> a Traeger, bring, them to, bring them to Dan's house. And then I also had to cook eighty pounds of my world famous chicken. And then every year, Dan would be like, "Come up and be like, oh, oh, Alan, your chicken's so good this (laughs) year." Again, and I'm like,
4: (laughs) "It it was really because I was doing Meat Friday." So when there was cooking, Dan just always assumed it was always me. And I think that was the original, like that was the original thing behind it. Like I don't think it it was a joke. And then I think it kind of became a joke. But then it became. The joke became reality because he forgot he was kidding <laughs> to the point where, like, I never, like, accepted it. I would always say, no, 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 Eric did it. or, or well, It, it and, turned and, out to be a joke for everybody else where Chad would go and come in and he would say to Dan, oh, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. when are we getting Alan's yeah, chicken? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, <well>. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it
1: started off as a joke, the Alan's chicken thing? Be- no, no. Oh, no. no. So, so Dan was so yeah.
3: Dan I, was serious. He thought it was Alan's And the best part chicken. about it is right. that that Christmas party is really the one thing that Alan doesn't really do much for completely yeah. hands-off right like so i show he, up with my kids and my wife i mean yeah. you, no that's not fair you would come and you would you like hey drinks. you guys need help or whatever like you you would help out but but he doesn't he does the line share if not all of the work for meat fridays here except for clean the dishes dylan yeah uh mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> but he does all the work trying here. to get a head start on that for you <laughs> lately come on
0: a little bit no yeah no i mean i think uh I also uh, weeks has been uh, pitched. It's like turned into a little bit of a team effort.
3: That's only because you complained.
0: I did not <laughs>
4: complain. That's why I started doing them because I was like, I don't need this trouble. You were like, Eric, you're HR, right? I have a complaint for you. I'm like,
0: yeah. A- yeah, I I asked for Eric in HR. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. My
4: favorite else. day was doing the. I was doing the dishes while you guys finished all the meat Friday. and never got to sample any. <laughs> that happens pretty Ooh, regularly, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah.
5: Tyler, did you have something? (laughs) I was just going to say, the funniest part about the Alan's chicken thing is that it still has legs today. I mean, anything that you, any kind of food that we're making, we just attribute Alan's name before it. We basically say like, oh, Alan's... uh, Uh, Why not? Uh, Yeah. Alan (laughs) chips (laughs) out of (laughs) a Alan's chicken. Alan's frog legs. Why
0: not? Alan's frog legs are coming up. That's next on the Boy,
1: We talked a little bit there about, uh, like, Dan, how he is. He's very joking, and he's, you know, funny. Tyler, you spent some time with him on Tuesday uh late at night right
5: yeah yeah, i mean it's funny i went I got over there around eight p m to help him with uh his an instagram yeah to help him with an instagram live interview with one of our sponsors and uh as soon as I walk in the door, I'm greeted with um a glass of tequila and What's the size of the glass Tyler. <laughs> it was not a normal glass. Fingers? It was, four fingers? No, double-fisted four fingers. Ooh, Ooh that's eight, eight fingers. Yeah, big, big <laughs> fingers. Huge glass filled to the absolute brim with tequila. and a Tequila that I've never even heard of. It was high-end stuff for me, you know? Um, and so it just it was fun. We, just, we hung out, we told jokes, and, and Dan is single-handedly the funniest person I've ever met. So I know he likes to say that uh, I'm always smiling and stuff, and he like he likes that about me that I'm always smiling. But it's really just because I'm just constantly laughing at everything he says. He just has that sense of humor behind, like off air. That's just so. So, do you finish that? So, you know, Dan Patrick,
1: <laughs> Dan Patrick send gives you, uh, you know, this huge glass of tequila. Yes. Do you finish the whole tequila, or do you tell Dan Patrick, "Hey, I can't finish"? This. Or did you go back for seconds?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: how do you tell? Pretty how often. do you tell Dan Patrick? I don't know if this is a little bit too much. It's a weeknight, and I work no, tomorrow. No, no, no. Uh, he shouldn't be the one judged in this situation. I finished it, so we had about ten minutes of d- of downtime before to kill before we were going to go live with um, our sponsor. And so it's, I, so it's okay I, to say it was with Chad from Trigger. Okay, Chad from Traeger, exactly. So, so we had like ten minutes to kill, and five minutes in, and the glass is empty. And I, I think maybe he had more grounds to judge me on that then. So i did you kind of, have a second glass i did not i th- thought that might be weird to ask
0: bill Well you left out that he came in the next day dan did and he was like yeah i guess tyler's a big drinker on weeknights <laughs> Is that <what> he said? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i'll open it up to the to the room here what is some of, what's your favorite dan patrick story from outside of the studio um, um
4: yeah so this goes this goes back a ways. Um, this was in Dan's attic, um, and it was early on. So, I mean, I, it, my relationship with him was pretty fresh. Um, it, it, I got to say, this is probably even before we were on TV. Um, I had brought my son, Nico, who is uh, 15 years old now, over to the house. Uh, at the time, he couldn't have been any older than four, maybe five years old. And um, I had brought him over there. After uh, his karate class, so he was wearing his his karate uniform, his gi, as it were, and uh, we got there, and this is Dan's first time meeting my son as well, and he was so like smitten seeing him in the in in the, the karate uniform, and uh, Dan started. This is where the this is my dojo thing started. I don't, I don't. You guys have heard yeah, him heard yell that. at people saying this. That was where that began. So he was yelling at Nico saying, you know. You come into my dojo, you know, you, you got to get through me. So Dan gets into a fighting stance, and immediately my son Nico got into a fighting stance. I was ready to fight Dan How Patrick. How old was Nico at this point? You Probably mean? four years old, five years old. And Dan Patrick, being the great <laughs> graceful host, kicked my son directly in the stomach, <laughs> 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 made him double over. <laughs> but I think what uh w- when Dan actually truly fell in love with Nico is after he was doubled over, he got back up, got back into his fighting stance, and got ready to fight once again and uh Dan was in tears uh as was I that was a uh, quite a funny moment,
1: so he just got right back up he didn't cry or anything he
4: was nothing no no that's not, good yeah no no tears out of nico he was uh he was ready to go Eric, you got one
3: you know it's funny i've been thinking about um this all day trying to think of my favorite Dan story and as Alan and I were laughing about all of us were uh, there's a lot of Danisms that are uh, are probably not the best for for air Dan uh, he makes a lot of uh, uh, jokes and uh, I think my favorite Dan it more generically my favorite thing that Dan does is that he just starts singing a song and starts changing the words and adding random people's names to it um,
2: for instance, uh,
0: he's listening.
3: <laughs> so for instance, there's, you hear Dan like, and the best part is that he's not even doing it for somebody else. He's doing it for mm-hmm. him. So like all you'll hear Dan, like from the other room and I'll, cause I'm the director and I see all the cameras. So you can see him and he's like clapping to himself. And he's like, people hate Tyler so much, <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And, it's, what? and it has nothing to do with Tyler. Tyler's nowhere to be found. And he just and like I've seen him do it. At, like you just catch him randomly. He's like, people hate Dylan or people hate Alan or people hate Marvin. Everybody hates Mario. Oh, that's not. That's not. That's unnecessary. <laughs> but but
1: to like Dan's credit, almost when or to your own credit, when he says that about you, that means you're in good graces with him. Which is like when I hear Dan say people hate Mario, so I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like uh, he's not mad at me for anything that I've done, which that's happened before. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, that's almost like a stamp of approval when he's singing. <laughs>
2: Marv? No, I was just gonna repeat your exact sentiments. Like whenever, like he'll come into the back and he'll say, you know, a song and put my name in it. Like oh, I must have done. Um, I did something good. Yeah. Like, maybe not even done something good, just didn't mess I'm good,
1: up. I'm in good graces with Dan Patrick. Right. Dan. That's the biggest thing with Dan. So, like, when he's not talking to you and not acknowledging you at all, that's when you know yeah, something's Dylan. up. Dylan, I Dylan think has Dan just... talked to you in the <laughs> last six months?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there was like probably a, a after my uh, debacle. What was that uh, debacle? Yeah, I
3: don't exact? think we've acknowledged yeah. it on the Twelve Fifteen club yet.
0: Have we not? Well, I, no. I think
1: it, we did it on the test. but I, I, wo- we, I
0: woke up around 12.15. <laughs> That's where we got the name <laughs> it's of the story. Ba- <laughs> it's basically what happened. All right, so
1: just a little bit more detail there. What uh, exactly happened that Dan was mad at you and
3: possibly still not even talking to you?
0: This was probably a couple months ago.
3: It was mid-pandemic, which I don't think helped your case.
0: Yeah. I, I was really sick. Not actually. But um, I woke up at like-
3: You had like a brown bag fever or something like that.
0: Not even actually. No, could, the day before, me and Dylan had yeah gone we played golfing. golf, and then like that it, doesn't
3: mean you couldn't have a brown bag fever. No, but it, like, <laughs> I was defending him. He didn't drink. Oh yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would never. It was a weekday. Oh, yeah, um, it's Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> Mister Eight Fingers. Um, and uh, yeah, so I so there was an alarm issue with my phone alarm, and I like rolled over and looked, and it was like eleven twenty. And I was like, uh oh, crap. <laughs> he texts um, so he texts me So I text boss. Eric, like I'm on my way in. Yeah, probably some expletives in there. Sorry, sorry, bleep, bleep, whatever. And
3: I'm like, Yeah, just stay home.
0: And yeah.
1: Dan hasn't and Dan just didn't acknowledge you for a very long time. Well we had the the, the big meeting. Yeah. The, the infamous meeting.
4: Yeah, we all had the talking to and nobody knew who he was talking about. Yeah, so we for all me. were looking at each other going, What did I do? So to set the I scene do? I thought I did something. I know Marvin you thought he did, did. something because we were talking. To set the scene here, the day
1: after uh, Dan calls a big meeting, all everybody, Danette's, all the BRGs, and we're standing in the gym and you know once you're having that meeting that something's up and he goes on you know he starts with you know we got to have more responsibility here i'm in the mood to fire somebody today and we all look at each other like what did you do wrong what did i do wrong i looked at i remember looking at marvin like what did we screw up here um and ultimately that medium that meeting was held because of dylan we came to figure out right yeah well
4: I can tell you, too, it, it, it that didn't even go over the Danettes' had, heads because a few of them were concerned, too. Oh, really? I had a conversation with with two separate Danettes at different times, and they were like, oh, my God, I thought that was for me. Yeah. Well, like, so, so everybody was
3: nervous.
0: It wasn't just PRGs. I'm I'm just keeping everyone on their toes.
3: And it was kind of my fault, to be honest. So Dylan is a critical member of the team, but what he does is he builds all of the graphics that go on the – tv portion of the show so the only people that really would know what dylan's doing at least from when he gets in until the show's over is me and i don't tyler were you working from home at the time or were you back in the office we were all back
5: yeah i I was back there was only like a uh, one and a half maybe i think two week period where i worked from home Uh, i think
1: everybody was back at that point
5: so everyone was back so but the reality was you and
3: no offense dylan but only really I or Tyler mm-hmm. would know concretely whether you're here or not, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, everyone who's watching the show who Penny notices there's too. no graphics. But um, <laughs> so so the next day, so the next day I, I had had a long conversation with Dylan on the ride home and, uh, you know, made him feel like he should. And, um, yeah, cause ultimately working here is a privilege and, and getting to work in, in the sports business and in entertainment and, you know, working for Dan and, you know, it's, it's a wonderful work atmosphere, I think. And, uh, it's a privilege and, and Dylan, uh, did not live up to the expectations that, that we had set for him when he came on. So I reminded of, of him of all of those things. And then the next day, anybody who came in the control room, I was like, don't talk to Dylan, pretend he's not here. And I did that to Dan But I hadn't told him that he wasn't there the day before. And Dan was like, why can't we talk to Dylan? And I was like, oh, no. And at the time, I I couldn't think of anything to tell him other than the truth. And he was really disappointed. And so you guys can blame me for the... uh, Did he talk to
1: you about that? Did you have a talking with Dan one-on-one that you didn't tell him prior? Or like, did you get any heat from that directly?
3: there were no songs sung about me for a week or so uh to call it back no look I, dan and i have a have a real close relationship uh, just cuz of the role that i kind of have behind the scenes um and so I, I brought it up with him the next day and uh and we were fine but um yeah it was uh it was a learning experience for for a lot of us but certainly <laughs> Dylan uh, Dylan was not there were no songs for no a while. i mean i
0: did after the ambiguous meeting i talked to dan one on one um,
3: oh yeah, that's right. So Dan Dan goes into the back and gets on a conference call for like thirty or forty minutes, and I'm like, Dylan, you got to wait outside and of the of the back until he's off the call to talk to him. And he's like, okay. And then like Dylan's just pacing. I was just like sheepishly
0: sitting out on the pavilion, like wait. It was like pretend, um, pretending to play on my phone. Shame. Da-da-ding. You could shame.
1: see you could see him in the cameras. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Dylan that was in trouble
2: because he's out there talking to Dan. Yeah, Marv. So where me and Alan sit, we can see all of the monitors. And so yeah. we so we get back and we're talking, we're like, man, what did I do, man? Did I forget like a one shit? Like and he says something like, pay attention to detail. And it could be anything. Anything at that moment. Right. And so we look up and I see Dylan just sitting out on the patio. <laughs> And then Dan comes out to talk to him, and I'm sorry, Dylan. I hate to say it too. I felt so much oh, better. Oh my uh, <laughs> It was such well, a sense I mean, of relief.
0: I don't blame you. I would have too. I didn't realize it was being br- being broadcast. <laughs> but, uh, it was like it the was Truman reality show. TV It really test. was. Um, but
4: oh my god, we
1: both went. Uh, we both went oh. to put a bow on this, uh, Dylan. Would you like to say sorry to Dan Patrick one more time?
0: Yes, Dan. I'm very sorry, and I I think we've moved forward. Um, but to uh, th- put the bow on it, that Mario mentioned, I bought an alarm clock that could like wake up an aircraft carrier, and I've been here like before six thirty every day since. So the uh, striking of fear worked. So
1: the big thing. Ta- so the big the big takeaway is here: do not lie to Dan Patrick, and you want him to sing. About you, it wasn't that he a hates lie. you, it wasn't Who, a lie, why? it was like, a, well, uh, om- well, it was a kind of a lie of what not. Well, I guess, omission, I guess, lie, maybe. a lie is not the right term. Don't Oversleep. don't forget to tell Dan stuff.
3: Oh, well,
1: be just be upfront with him,
3: yeah. And it, it was early on in the uh post t world, and I was. Figuring out uh, how much inform- – me as kind of like the behind-the-scenes manager, how much information he wanted me to share with him on the details. So I was kind of handling it on my own. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I, definitely not, no intention of lying, for sure, from my behalf.
0: And Paul also, uh, like, talked to me after I talked to Dan, and he was like, yeah, like, just the number one thing is, like, be up front, you know, no matter what. It was more of just like a – I don't know. It was a weird – situation but I think we're all good now
1: I think so too did he sing people hate Dylan
0: he, uh, yes he has since then. there you go that's the that's the benchmark <laughs> one of uh, just to take it back to where we
1: started here one of my favorite things about Dan is his competitive spirit so yesterday we had John Calipari on coach cow uh, Kentucky's head basketball coach and they started the interview interview talking about um, who can throw a football further um, and that that was what 11 o'clock 10 o'clock Second hour? Yeah. <laughs> it was second or third hour. Um I should say it was yesterday. It was yesterday's but One Dan, minute. Dan had gone home after the show yesterday, and then he had to come back for the Vince Scully uh, pre tape interview that we were going to do. And that was about one thirty. So at one thirty, he comes back to my desk, and he's like, hey, you want to go throw the football? And I was like, yeah, I mean, sure. So we were walking out there, and he said, yeah, I got to prove to John Calpari that I can uh, – you know, throw this football more than thirty yards as he said he could. And I was like, that's still sitting in your mind? Like John like John Calfari is not here. And he's like, Yeah, no, let's just, you know, let's get a camera out. Um <laughs> Yeah, Al. You would let that go? Yeah. I mean I, I I
4: just I honestly I thought it was like it was a little bit. Oh my God. I, I it it made me nuts to think like really? I would have done it that moment. I, I know Tyler would have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have to think twice about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude I I took AUAA as seriously as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. I wanted to win <laughs> so bad, it wasn't even funny. And and I got, go back and watch. I get very serious.
1: So I, I took that serious because we were, there was a bunch of people here that we're with every day. And we see each other every day. We talk a lot of smack to each other. We're also, you know, we're always kind of trash talking. But John Party, I was like, oh, it's just a little something on the show that,
3: you know, they're just having some fun. Yeah, Eric? So you took... The last shot very seriously. All
1: right, so that's all we got this week on the Twelve Fifteen Club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you you had to know that was coming. Like that blindsided me. I didn't think about that at all. Honestly,
2: <laughs> Marv. The best part is Mario had such a good season, and all we can remember is like that air ball took you guys from the championship game possibly, <laughs> the
3: last wait, wait. possibly. to last place not possibly
2: to last place
4: we're really going here we're, not, we're really going to do this again not <laughs> not possibly
1: it took us from the championship game to last place because i don't shoot that we go to championship one, you, you would
4: have lost to us anyway uh, no shot
3: one <laughs> one danism that uh, applies to mario's basketball game is every day is the super bowl and i feel like that day was not the super bowl for you
0: a uh not a particularly clutch player mario buckner <laughs> <laughs> Yikes.
1: mentally it wasn't the super bowl for me
3: a week ago
0: <laughs> tyler i know you
1: wanted to get to something before we wrap up today so
5: yeah it. and uh, you know i'm trying to stay optimistic but the, this week has been like a rough one for the chat row family man uh we're mourning the loss of our good friend jimmy j dot who tragically passed uh early thursday i believe it was and Uh, I know I speak on behalf of the entire DP show community when I say that we want Alicia, who's his girlfriend of 13 years, 13 years, yeah, um, to know that she's loved and that we're praying for her and that we're always here to comfort whatever she may need. Um, And I just I wish that I got the chance to know Jimmy J Dot better, just because uh, he there was he never came in, never any negativity. It was always positive, always. Um, said hello to every, I mean, just very, very positive and friendly guy. And, uh, it's just really sad, man. So I, I just, I want to tr- tribute this to J dot.
3: Yeah, Eric. And we will, uh, do what the Dan Patrick show always does and acknowledge that and then continue to laugh. Cause this should be a place to get away from your pain, so hopefully uh, Alicia, I think you said her name is, yes. uh, is able to, to continue to watch the show and listen to the show and, uh, and get the, the comedy and, and uh, the relief from uh, whatever you're going through. Uh, and hopefully 1215 is, uh, is similar in that uh, this is a 30 minute, uh, a little escape from whatever everyone's going through.
1: Yeah, and me as a noted uh, chat row fellow. I just want to extend my condolences to you guys and uh, my condolences to Alicia as well. Thank you. Um, J. Dot, rest in peace. Thank you. On that note, that's all we got this week. For Eric Jones, the big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Tyler the Moderator, and our very, very special guest, Alan, the IT Guy, which will hopefully be a recurring guest, I'm Ariel. We'll catch you guys next week.